What's up? What's up, guys? Welcome to another show, NBA show from BetUS, my guys. We appreciate everybody for tuning in, uh, all the sports shows on the channel. I'm your host, Jay Money. Uh, we got our guy, Josh, with as well, and Ski Profit. Make sure you're following us all on Twitter, my guys. Josh, how you doing, my brother? Everything cool with you? Everything good, man. Everything good. NBA officially back in full swing now, I think it's fair to say. Teams starting to sort of show their identities a little bit. So now's when the fun begins. Exactly, exactly. Ski, you know, this is uh, some of the most fun times as well, man. You got NBA, you got NFL, some college basketball as well. How you doing over there, Ski? Uh, I'm loving it. Uh, I'm loving all of it. And NBA, like Josh said, I have my numbers, last five game stats. Each team has played 10 plus games. So ready to rock and roll. You guys know when I like stuff, I'm not shy to fire. So I'm ready. <laughs> hey, as my guy Ski always says, shooters shoot. So let's try to get to it, man. First, uh, let's take a look at those records. It's best bet records uh, for the season. Obviously, it's still early in the season. A long way to go, but we're still doing well. 67 and 54 and 2 overall for the channel, my guys. Man, man, Chris has been killing over there, man. So, uh, But we're all going to get to Josh as well, man. I got to step my game up, man. But uh, we're overall, we're doing pretty well, man. We will have a, a great season. I can't wait to, to uh, keep it going with my guys here. But now let's talk some NBA. It's only four games on the card today. So what do you guys say, man? Let's get into some games here. And let's try to get to some cash. That's what we do best here, guys. Uh, let's go over here to the to the first game up here. We're going to the streets of Washington, D.C. here, where we have the Wizards getting three and a half, slash four and a half points now. It has went up now, so, uh, obviously, with Porzingis being questionable in this one. So you do have the Mavs land four and a half points. Now, money line is sitting at uh, minus 190. You can get back plus 160 if you'd like to hop on the Wizards here. Oh, uh, total is sitting at 208 and a half in this one, uh, Ski. How are you looking at this game, my guy? I know you got some plays on this one. I believe we're aligned as well. I can't wait to hear the breakdown. Yeah, I like this one. And um, it's not my usual kind of angle because people who follow me for a long time know I rock with the rest advantage. And Washington has that tonight. Two days rest compared to zero back-to-back for Dallas. But um, this is a game that Dallas has been caring about probably since last year since uh, the last time they played Washington. I know Spencer Dinwiddie, he came from over there, and they didn't like him in that locker room. And he had words, you know, to say about them too. And that last game that they played, I think they lost by 30-plus. And, you know, that's something that's going to stick with the Mavericks and stick with him. And something that I hear players say all the time, you know, when your teammate goes back and plays their own team, you want to make sure they have a good game and you want to make sure you get a win. And he played terrible and they lost. So I, if you're uh, if you play player props, I probably would look towards Dinwiddie in this game. But I, I have to roll with Dallas. Um, I like him early and often. Obviously, um, on a back to back, I want to get in there early. The first quarter margin um, plus one compared to minus one point two on the Washington side. The first half even plus five point nine compared to minus three. So I, I think they have a strong edge early. I think, you know, Luca plays majority of the first quarter anyway. And I just want the main reason I'm playing this game is is because I know Dan is going to have, you know, a chip on his shoulder, too. And he's going to be in there early in the game. So first quarter, first half. And I'm even going to rock with the full game. I did have to check my numbers because, like I said, um, that rest advantage is very hard for me to go against it. But looking at row favorites, I did it pretty specific here. Um, restless row favorites versus an opponent off two-plus days rest, and they lost to them the last meeting by 20-plus. Um, I have it as 6-1 and one straight up and against the spread. They win those games by double digits, 10-plus. So it tells me I'm safe with the Mavericks tonight. That's what I like as far as side-wise. And the total, 
I like that too. Both teams playing extremely slow. Dallas last five games, the slowest pace in the league and Washington at 27. And um, you're missing a lot of offense for both of these teams. Christian Wood is going to be out for Dallas. He's been a nice boost on that side. And you're missing Bradley Bill, obviously the leading scorer over there. And Wright has been out for a while, but just not having that point guard depth is going to hurt any offense. Um, I look at the Mavs last few games, three of the last four games stayed under 208. And for this Washington team, the last two, I think one of them probably landed on 208 and the one before that stayed under. So I think it's a lower scoring game. I think Dallas controls this one from the start. Um, So I'm loaded up, Dallas and the unders. (laughs) Hey, I couldn't talk you off that as well, um, Josh. I'll just go ahead and get to my official play real quick. I'm on Mal's first half in this one. We faded him yesterday, hopped on the Magic in that one. Uh, Bancaro was out. It still didn't matter. It was a a clear look ahead for the Mavs to this game. Like Ski just said, um, the last time they faced off, they lost 135 to 102. That was last year, closer toward the end of the last year as well. But still, it was Porzingis over there and Luka was playing as well. So the Mavs have revenge. They've lost two straight to the Wizards now we know Dinwiddie got fleeced by the Wizards as well so he's going to have something come back I did see that Porzingis was questionable in this game but I don't think it matters I think the Mavs um they I don't see them losing bounce back uh, back to back games I think they come out here early and often with a message to send to Porzingis and the boys so I see Luca and Dinwiddie being turned up for this one give me the Mavs in the first half minus the two and a half um I actually like the trifecta spot here but the only I only have one official play with the Mavs in the first half but um I do see them coming out early and often in this one Josh Mav smacking up these wizards what do you think in this one yeah I don't disagree with basically anything either of you guys have said it's pretty much Dallas or pass I just had to pass because I don't like what I've seen from the Mavs so far this season something just doesn't seem entirely right there uh, especially with Christian Wood out it just puts a lot of impetus on obviously Luka Doncic to carry basically the entire workload of that offense at the moment uh, and then when it gets to the bench, you know, like I said, without Wood, it becomes a little bit concerning as to where the points are going to come from. Uh, they need to do, obviously do a better job, I think, of staggering Dinwiddie and Luca to ensure that there's at least a natural playmaker out there at any given time. But, you know, the, the, it's the pieces around them on that second unit that haven't quite clicked yet. And I don't think that it's necessarily cause for concern. Uh, I just think it might take time for this Dallas team to reach the heights, at least that I was expecting of them this season anyway, on the back of what they did last season. So... You know, they're yet to have a great win this season, Dallas. I mean, you can argue that any win in the NBA, I guess, is a great win, but they, ha- they haven't necessarily put their foot down on anyone just yet. Everything sort of screams that this is the situation for them to do just that against this Washington team. Uh, like you said, obviously, given what's happened between these teams in the past. But for me, I- I'm just going to pass entirely on this one. I lean towards the under. I lean towards Dallas. But uh, I don't have a clear edge on this market number. Yeah, that is a good point. You made some I want to add a something. Uh, real quick, Ski. They did smash the Grizzlies, though, at the house by 40 points. So they did have a really good game there at the yeah, house. So right. you've seen it. Uh, what were you going to say, Ski? Yeah, the only thing is uh, some more numbers that made it comfortable for me to go against the rest advantage. Um, the Wizards, without Bill, with the rest advantage, I have them as 3-13 and 13 straight up, 2-13-1 against the spread. So it's just it doesn't matter if they have the rest advantage. They're just not good enough. 
That's horrible right there. Yeah, and so the last time they were at the house, they got smoked by 40 points by the Nets as well. So maybe the Wizards are somewhat of a punching bag right now. Uh, I believe if Porzingis and Bill are out in this one, I do think this one could get ugly. I don't think this is a situation where one of the star players out and the team overlook them. Not with this Mavs team. They just did that yesterday. They're coming out to smash today, my guys. So we liking the Mavs in this one. Couldn't talk you off. Uh, let's go over here to the, let's go to the next game here, guys. Let's go over here to the streets of Atlanta here where we have the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, going up against the Philadelphia 76ers here, guys. Uh, you got the Hawks land one point here at the house. Um, uh, obviously, Sixers getting back one point. No real money line, my guy. What are you liking here? Yeah, absolutely. And this is where I, I revert back to the normal here. Um, Atlanta is their fourth game in, in six days. They are going to get another crack at these guys in, in two days. You know, they'll get another chance to come back at Philly. And Trey Young was a little banged up. Obviously, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he sits out here. And just especially knowing you're going to play this team again in two days, like um, I think that's that's a possibility. And for the Sixers team, they're coming in here with two days rest. I think Embiid is going to be in the lineup. I like the way they've been sharing the ball without James Harden and um, pretty much some numbers to go with what I'm saying. Teams with two plus days rest versus a restless team. I have them as 65 and 33 straight up. And if they're a road dog, like a short road dog of two or less, they're six and one straight up, six and one against the spread. That tells me it's safe to play Philly here. Philly has been the better offensive team. They've been a better defensive rated team lately, and they got the rest advantage. That's enough for me to take them at even money. And also, um, I don't know if it's on the sheet, but I do like the under in this game, too. I think they'll play at the Sixers pace. And like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Trey Young got ruled out. Yeah, that's a good point there. Uh, fourth and six nights, but they didn't have to travel anywhere. So I think that's key in my opinion, Josh. The main thing when you want to go against those is when they're traveling all over the place. When they're in the homestand, it's a little bit different. Um, I could see the Hawks coming out here at least early with something. We know these two teams have bad blood. Josh, you have any looks on this game? Yeah, I, I kind of I agree with what Ski's saying. Like, I like the spot for Philadelphia. I kind of like the matchup for Philadelphia, but I don't want anything to do with that team either right now. Uh, I think they are going to start figuring things out in the short term in particular while Harden sits. We're going to see that identity sort of come to the fore. Joel Embiid go back to being kind of the MVP that he was last season before Harden arrived in particular. And, you know, being able to tailor that offense specifically to him with Maxi playing off of that. So it's probably going to look like a much smoother Philadelphia lineup, I think, uh, in the short term over these next couple of weeks. I think they're going to be able to play themselves into some decent form. It could well start in this matchup as well against Atlanta, who, yeah, they didn't travel. It's still a pretty heavy fatigue spot for them. And given that they have no depth whatsoever, uh, these fatigue spots for Atlanta probably matter a little bit more because they do have to lean on their starters so much heavier in, in a game-to-game -game situation during uh, the course of this regular season. So, like I said, everything sort of screams Philadelphia here, but I, I just can't bring myself to do it just yet. I, like I said, I do think they do figure it out short-term. I just need to see it to be safe, though. Um, I, I like the way that the Hawks are playing at the minute. I do love DeJounte Murray's addition, and I think that he's fit in seamlessly. He gives them exactly what they need there, and he's basically just going to help Trey Young, I think, over the course of the full season as well in terms of uh, being able to split that usage rate and put a lot less pressure on him. So I'm high on the Hawks over the full season. I'm kind of high on Philadelphia over the full season as well because I think they figure it out. But uh, nothing for me in this particular matchup. I, I would lean towards Philly here, uh, and I would also lean towards the under. I think that might just be one or two points too high.
Yeah, that's a good point. This is a first of a home and home. These two teams do play again on Saturday. So me personally, the way I'm looking at it, the Hawks fourth straight game of a homestand as well. I do think they might end it here real nice. So no disrespect to Skeeter, but I know uh, Hawks first quarter is what I'll be looking at in this game. Full game. I don't obviously it's a clear toss up here, but uh, me, I'm going to watch this game closely. It's something I do when two teams are uh, in the first game of a home and home. Whoever loses this one, I'll likely be on the next one. Um, I, I would lean to the Hawks getting this one done at the house though with the Sixers still kind of figuring things out without Harden they was on they beat the Suns last time that was mainly on the Suns being in the flat spot in their first game on the East Coast um, now you got the Sixers going on the road here versus a Hawks team that starting five can really match up with them but Josh makes a good point um, this the second unit is not that great for the Hawks team right now my guys so my main lean on this game would be Hawks in the first quarter my guys now uh, let's get two more games left let's go over here to the streets of Miami here guys we got the Miami Heat laying a big price here Miami is 10 to have versus the Hornets here. Um, they're laying a good price for a reason here. I'm sure Josh is going to tell us, but uh, money line for the Heat, they're laying minus 550. If you'd like to rock with the underdog here, the Hornets, you can get back plus 415 if you think they can get the outright win over and under sitting at 214 and a half in this one. Josh, uh, tell us why you like the Miami Heat tonight. Uh, kind of easy because I hate the Charlotte Hornets right now. <laughs> they, they, for me, are the worst team in the NBA right now. They're playing the worst brand of basketball uh, at both ends of the floor. And, you know, they come into this game in the worst possible situation. And, you know, the back-to-back -back three and four, but five and seven, the absolute death spot uh, for teams uh, in the NBA in terms of scheduling. So you do that and you do that shorthanded as well because there's still going to be no LaMelo ball. There's still no Gordon Hayward. They still are without uh, Martin as well. So they're missing some pretty key pieces to that rotation. There's a chance they might sit someone else as well just because of the uh, minutes that they've had to log over the past seven days. So... Miami, on the flip side, you know, a couple of days rest, uh, absolutely primed. You'd expect a pretty big effort from them here. Tyler Hero questionable. If he's good to go, this number probably does jump up to about 12, I think. Um, if, if he doesn't play, I don't think this one moves at all. I still think it's uh, value on Miami. And here, I, I make this 12, even with Hero listed as questionable. But um, like I said, that might just be because of how low I rate the Hornets. I don't think they're doing anything particularly well offensively. They don't look anywhere near like the team they were last season. I think the issue is that they brought in a, a head coach who wanted to prioritize defense, but it's almost impossible to do that and have Charlotte play in the same manner that they were last season. So something had to give. And yeah, their defensive numbers are a little bit better, sort of closer to mid-tier, if you will. But uh, when you hurt the offense the way that it's doing at the moment, it, it leaves this team in, in a situation where they're going to struggle to keep up with the better teams in either conference. And Miami, uh, you know, everyone knows I'm not necessarily high on Miami this season, but I just think that this matchup for them is absolutely perfect. I think that offensively they're going to get whatever they want. And defensively, they're probably going to get made to look a little bit better than what they are just because the Hornets are really struggling to get anything going. They don't want to play in transition at all. And if they're going to play in the half court, it's only going to suit the heat here. So it's a low total. And when there's a low total, I can understand uh, people skeptical to lay a big number. But I think in this particular instance, uh, it just highlights how much it's going to suit the heat in this matchup where, you know, the game's going to be played primarily in half court sets. And as a result, the heat are going to be able to get what they want both ends of the floor. Yeah, that's a good point there. And the Hornets would hate to play in uh, half court as well. They love to get up and run and gun. So if the Heat do smother them with their defense here, Ski, might be a spot to maybe hop on Hornets team total under as well, uh, especially if they rule some guys out here. So how do you think that was a great breakdown by Josh there? He's basically talking me into the Heat here with the Hornets already playing lackluster and they're being uh, fifth and seven nights as well. Definitely a phase spot, Ski. You like anything here? 
Um, yeah, just to kind of back him up a little bit, I didn't take the heat uh, for purposes of the show just because, you know, I have enough picks compared to everybody else. But I, I do have it in my pocket. And just looking at the Hornets, they've been pathetic. I mean, they won the first roll game. But after that, a couple bodies fell out of the lineup and they realized they're actually not good. And now they've just been getting blown out every time they're on a the row. I think, was it the last four? Or no, my bad. The last three, they lost them by an average of 23 points per game. So... Uh, that, that's not a team I'm going anywhere near putting my money on. I would be heat, heat or pass. And to what he was saying about the pace, you got both of them bottom 10 in pace the last five games. Um, the one thing the Hornets have been doing is defending the three-point line well. So I like that um, towards the full game under. I think I took the full game under off too because I got in early um, and the number has been plummeting. But that Hornets team total under is still good. They have not reached it all of November as long as it's above 100. Like they've only scored 100 one time this month. So Hornets are struggling bad, and um, I think that's a really good play right there. Hornets team total under. Yeah, that's a, that's good right there. Yeah, sitting at 102, and if I mean if you can barely get in 100 in today's NBA, that means your offense is really struggling. They're really missing Lamelo Ball, and I feel like without Lamelo Ball and Hayward, their offense is uh it re- it's really trash, man. So be interested to see if Rozier and and Oubre, guys like they can keep him in the game, but I don't see it tonight. I believe Josh is going to cash that one with the Heat and that one, my guys. Uh, last game up, man, and we're going to get to some que- some uh, questions and answers, my guy. A little Q&A segment, man. So, guys, post those uh, questions in the chat. We're going over here to the streets of New Orleans here. We got the we have the New Orleans Pelicans land six and a half points uh, versus the Portland Trailblazers. Money line sitting at minus 250 for the Pelicans here. You can get back plus 205 for the Blazers if you think they can get the outright uh, win their total over and under sitting at 224 and a half it's probably going down now with the uh news that damian lillard is out in this one josh you have any looks in this blazers pelicans uh, game yeah i, I kind of leaned towards the blazers initially uh, but i wanted to wait for final injury confirmation just because of what's going on in portland at the moment a lot of guys seemingly in and out on a nightly basis and like you said we just got the news that dame's out uh, that's enough for me to not want to get anywhere near involved in this game whatsoever, uh, in which case I'd probably lean towards the Pelicans here. It's a tough spot uh, for both sides. Both teams have had to travel a lot the last five days as well, so no one necessarily has a huge rest advantage, but being back at home, I think the Pelicans should be able to get this one done. Uh, that said, even without Dame, it might still be a, a number that's a little bit too high. If it does continue to creep up, I will look towards Portland. That's a team that's playing very together at the moment. Uh, Everyone seems to be buying into their roles. Everyone seems to be buying into the responsibilities on the floor. Uh, And they finally look like they have an identity, which they didn't do for any of last season, um, of course, and and a lot of that due to injuries. But, you know, you get a lot of these uh, role players, a lot of those acquisitions in Josh Hart and Jeremy Grant in particular that are making very big differences to how this team's able to execute offensively and defensively. So, my lean here, I think, might still be Portland. Like I said, we've got to see what the market settles at once the rest of the injury news comes through as well, just to see if anyone else does sit for the Blazers. Um, but it, it's a difficult one. I, again, I would lean probably towards the under here if I had to do anything uh, in this game. Definitely. That's how I'd be looking at it as the under in this one. Both both teams on back-to-backs, third and fourth, fifth game and seven nights. Uh, you could argue that it's less defense, but I'd argue that they won't necessarily want to push the pace as well. I know if I'm playing basketball, I'm not trying to get up and down the floor. I'm trying to slow this thing down. Let me take a little break here, man. But it's still like the totals went down to 222. Spread has went up to eight and a half here, slash nine. So, Ski, uh, you like anything here now that uh, Dame is out in this, in this game? Yeah, I do have a play that I've already made, and obviously Dane being now is going to hurt my play. 
But what you just said, I would agree. I think, you know, when you're on a back-to-back like that, the way, I'm going to just break it down the way I was looking at it. I, I was thinking, you know, this is going to be a game that both of them wanted to get up for, Dane versus CJ for the first time. And um, both the, the way both of these teams played yesterday, like Pelicans shot 16% from three. They have to shoot better now. Like they're not going to be that bad again. And Portland shot 32%. Both of these teams, um, their top 10 three-point percentage for the season. So I only see that getting better in this matchup. And um, I, I was expecting it to be early. Like you said, I, I think they'll have the energy out the gate. But as the game goes on, legs get tired, shots start to hit the front of the rim, and um, it probably can go under the full game total. So I went with the first quarter over uh, 57 and a half or 58, whatever the number was. I know it's going out, going down now. But um, I'll read this. When it's two two unrested teams that are both coming off of an under and you have a modest total, not too high, not too low, higher than 210, lower than 226, uh, the full game over is 71.4%, 25 and 10. But more specifically, the first quarters where all the points have been coming from going back to 2019, like the first quarter is averaging 61.6 points and it gets lower and lower each quarter, kind of going to what you were saying, Jay, about, you know, them getting tired throughout the game, you know, on that back to back. And I look at this season in this scenario, it's been a few times already. Um, the average is 67 points in that first quarter through six games. And the Blazers were a part of one of those games um, when they played the Suns. The first quarter produced 61 points and the full game stayed under. It was 102 to 82. Didn't even make it to 200 points. So that's how I was expecting this one to go. Obviously, Dane being out hurts my play, but it's already in my pocket. Yeah, hey, if it's already in your pocket, then, I mean, you could possibly buy out, but I usually just kind of like to roll with it there. If you like, if you look at the game a certain type of way, um, go with your good, man. That's what I always say. It was a nice breakdown there uh, by Ski there. Yeah, I, I'd like to lean towards the under. Even at this new number, I do think it could be a playoff-style type of game and both teams with basically no risk whatsoever, both in five and seven, my guys. But those are the, those are the games, man. We broke them down. Now, let's uh, get to some – we have a few questions here. Yeah, my guy Ski is on the official first quarter over 50 there we got a couple questions in the chat let's let's get over here to them guys uh first question up we got aaron rod here says josh specific question for you any player props you'd like today uh yeah i haven't had a chance to dive into them yet it's a little bit too early for me to get through the full card but dallas washington i mean the first thing that stands out to me lucas points is 33 and a half Obviously, it's uncomfortable to want to bet the under, but he's not going to go over that every single night. And I think the YouTube both touched on it as well. This is that Spencer Dinwiddie revenge game. I think you're going to see Dinwiddie's usage a little bit higher. I think you see Luca try and accommodate to that a little bit more, uh, which makes that number seem even more inflated. So it's not a comfortable one, but uh, Luca under his points, I think today, 33 and a half, you know, he can easily drop 30, still have a fantastic game. But uh, this line is for me starting to get a little bit too high for him on a nightly basis. And this seems like the spot where he might fall underneath that. It makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense there. Ski, we got a question for you as well, man. Our guy Canuck James in the chat saying, are the Portland Trailblazers for real? Um, depends what you mean by for real. Like, are they going to actually make any noise in the playoffs? Absolutely not. Are they going to continue to, you know, challenge people and be competitive and win games? Yes. As long as Damian Lillard stays healthy and, you know, they have a solid roster over there. So it just depends what you mean by for real. And if, you know, I'm thinking about a player prop in this game too, since Lillard is out, I might look to play 
um, heart on his assist or mm. rebounds, mm. assist or something like that. Um, something. Yeah, I like heart. <laughs> something. So there, they, Ski answered two questions in one and that one. Um, but I'll ask you, Josh, this was the only two questions we had today. We'll get out of here. But Josh, what do you think about the Portland Trailblazers? Are they for real? I think they're going to make the plane. So, I mean, you take that as you as you will. Does that make them for real? I don't know. It, it means that they're probably better than most of us anticipated um, going into the season, that's for sure. So credit to, you know, Chauncey Billups, to that coaching staff for getting everyone to buy in and, you know, perform it the way they have this season. They're going to be a tough out for the entire season. Uh, I think that much is for certain. And I don't even think that it's too dependent on health either because we've seen this team perform without its superstars and, you know, that win in Phoenix the first time around, missing uh, Simons and missing Lillard, kind of highlighted that as well. So I think the culture's there. I think that they're going to stack up some wins, uh, you know. But even then, you know, they're probably just going to be a 500 team at best and, and sitting in a play-in game to, to try and make the playoffs. So, yeah, better than anticipated, but certainly not going to make any noise, I don't think, in the postseason. Yeah, sounds good. It makes it makes perfect sense to me as well. I do think that uh, regular season wise, they do they will make some noise. Like Josh said, maybe can make that play in tournament. But as far as us betters, yes, I do think that they're for real. As far as like backing them ATS, so mm. a lot of teams are overlooking them. They're kind of looking at them based on they were last year. Billups is really starting to get a hold on this team here. So um, that's how I'm looking. I do think that against the spread wise, yes, they are for real, guys. But that's the show, man. Let's get to some best bets here. Uh, let's go. Let's go look at the best bets here my guys these are the the best part of the show here i'm sure why everybody's here right for the picks <laughs> but my guy josh <laughs> the guy josh rocking with the heat here man laying a 10 and a half versus the charlotte hornets tonight i'm rocking with the mavs in the first half minus two and a half and i like skis plays as well on the mavs first quarter and the full game um i like both of those gonna cash as well uh ski is also on the mavs wizards under 208 and a half uh 76ers money line hornets team total under 102 and he's also on the blazers pelicans first quarter over 58 guys we're trying to cash we're trying to go undefeated tonight we appreciate everybody for tuning in this is the bet us show the NBA uh, BetUS show, my guys, from BetUS TV. I'm at JMoneyIsMoney on Twitter. That's my guy, Josh, at Punt underscore school. And my guy, Ski Profit, as well. You can follow him on Twitter, at Ski Profit. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. Hit the like button, retweet, all that good stuff. Follow us. We'll be back tomorrow. We out.